Okay, so most people have never actually met a true believer. Now, sure, we've read stories about believers, we know that true believers exist, but we hardly ever see them. Well, Be Holy is a podcast that shines light on the behaviors, the mindset, and the duties of a believer so that we can recognize God's children even when they don't look like God's children. Yeah, it's a bit of a process. Each lesson is given by our own Pastor Nard. Your sins have been forgiven. All you have to do is believe it, and God will help you through your journey. You've traveled long enough without him. Today on Be Holy. Wealth is actually nothing. <laughs> God is talking to us about wealth and how wealth is just it's temporary anyway, but it's really nothing. And so we make a big thing about being wealthy and having money. Hey, listen, it's good to have money because when you need it, you have it, right? Well, God talks a little different. He talks a little different. Not that he's against money. No, no, it's not against money. He's just showing showing us how to use money and how to view money and having the abundance of money. How do we view that? So we're going to talk today. We're going to go over to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 5. And uh, it's talking about the futility of wealth. <laughs> the futility of wealth. Hmm. Let's see. Let's start at verse number eight. It says this. Don't be surprised if you see a poor person being oppressed by the powerful. Whoa. This is what God says. Don't be surprised if you see a poor person being oppressed by the powerful. Hmm. We spend a lot of our time trying to correct things, you know, correct the wrongs and fight for justice. I get it. And we should. But it says here, don't be surprised. It didn't say don't fight. It just says, don't be surprised if you see a poor person being oppressed by the powerful. Hmm. Here's the other part of it. And if justice is being miscarried throughout the land, don't be surprised at these things. We get it. You know, we watch the news and we might uh, look on social media. We might look everywhere, look on the Internet and find things. And we get upset because it's an injustice or this shouldn't be done and that should be happening. And this isn't happening. We should live in a utopia. God says, don't be surprised if you see it. And that's that's a that's a big thing. Surprise. Don't be surprised if you see a poor person being oppressed by the powerful. Don't be surprised if you see that. Hmm. If you see justice being miscarried throughout the land, don't be surprised of that either. Because it's going to happen. And it's been happening for years. You know, but the day will come when God will stop all the injustice. He'll stop all the oppression. He'll stop all the slavery. God will do that. He tells us why in this next part of it. He says this, for every official is under orders from higher up. Every official. Every official. They're under orders from higher ups and matters of justice get lost in red tape and bureaucracy. It does. Hmm. For every official is under orders from higher up 
and matters of justice get lost in red taping bureaucracy. It just does. It happened then and it happens now. Nothing's changed. Absolutely nothing has changed. So God's talking to us even back then to us now. Hmm. Verse number nine says this, even the king milks the land for his own profit. <laughs> God prophesies again. Boy, I, I keep telling you that this, this whole thing about what God says is always right. And we're beginning to see even more of it. You know, a lot of this stuff that was written in, in the Bible, right? Um, it was written in the Bible, but we didn't see it. You know, we could understand a little bit maybe the definition of the words but we didn't actually see it living amongst us hmm. now it lives amongst us <sighs> even the king milks the land for his own profit hmm. wow god <sighs> listen the bible has never been it, well well people make it like that but it's it's not for church really the the the, the bible is not for religion if you will the bible is for rebuilding of a kingdom the bible tells you about the land that you live in the bible tells you about the people that you're around but it's really trying to describe to you the spirits that are around you that you can't see mm -hmm. it's all about the spirits that you can't see that are doing all these things and it talks about how you know <sighs> officials are under higher orders up i mean we fight not against flesh and blood, but we fight against spirits and principalities of high places. See, that goes all the way back to that. You know, um, a lot of times we get mad at people and we're upset with people and we hate people, but it's not people that's doing things to us. Yeah, the spirits might use those people to carry things out, right? But it's all about those things that we can't see. And so these things are written in this book we can understand the definitions we can listen to the the wordings we can look at the spellings but the spiritual significance or the spiritual definition we don't we don't get that until god opens our opens our eyes and i'm telling you now he's doing a lot of that opening he's opening a lot of our eyes he's waking us a lot of uh, he's waking a lot of us up so that we can see the dangers that are around us and so not so not so that we could actually go and fight the dangers but we actually contact god to help us or to fight for us see a lot of times we want to go out and do all the fighting but really we're supposed to contact god and let him avenge us him do all the vengeance him get the revenge because he'll get the revenge in the right way see we'll get revenge and don't don't know where to stop really don't even know where to start but god knows how to get revenge righteously See, he won't misuse people to get the revenge. He'll just set the revenge up. Gives us time to, you know, to undo things. Gives us time to get right, you know. Gives us time to change. But if we don't change, then his, his vengeance will carry itself out. And you don't want to be in the hands of a, a vengeful God. You don't want to be in the hands of God when he's taking out his revenge. You just don't want that. And so here it talks about these things, these things that are around us even today. Hmm. The king milks the land for his own profit. Even the king does it. The leader of the land does it. Verse number 10 says this, those who love money will never have enough. Now, 
He's not against money. You should learn how to use money. But if you love money, that's where the evil starts. The love of it. The love of it. Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. Some of y'all are saying, just like I told this before, you don't know where to shop, you know. No, it, the Bible is true in itself. I mean, the Bible isn't the truth. It's God. The, he's the truth. And it was written down for us to read it. Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. It doesn't. You can talk to the wealthy and they'll tell you it don't bring happiness. A lot of people who are wealthy, they just like the game of getting the money. They don't really care about the money. They don't care about spending it. They just don't want you to have more of it than them. Or it's a competition for them. They just love competing for it. But when you get down to the love of it, you'll have people taken out for money. You'll have people removed for money. You'll have the truth removed for money. I mean, you, you'll do all these things because you love the money. And really, the money is, is meaningless. Because we're going to watch this thing here. Verse number 11 says this. The more you have, talking about money, the more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. That's true. That is true. The more money, that's the people who, um, you know, go to, uh, let's just say they become a part of the, uh, the basketball league. You know, or a professional football league or whatever. If they're not used to having money and they get a big uh, 15 million, 20 million, uh, $30 million contract, people from all over the world that you've never heard of will come and find you and help you spend it. Some will tell you that they're going to help you save it. And some of them do. You know, they're not all bad. I'm not saying that. I'm just, it's just, I'm giving an example here. You know how if, when you get paid on your job is when people show up and they might need money. They might ask you for money. You know, some people might legitimately need it, right? But then there's these other people who are always trying to pull the fast one. They wait till you get paid to ask you to borrow some money. They wait till you go and cash the check or they wait until you get the money into your account. They know when to call. They know when to say your name. <laughs> They know when to do it all And they'll wait there and they'll be there Because they love that money and they'll do whatever they have to do To get it out of you and anybody else So it's not personal, they want it out of everybody The more you have money The more you have The more people come to help you spend it Right when you get some money It's time to spend it Somebody's going to help you spend it And you're trying to hold it We're talking about how money and how useless this stuff is You know, I mean It's, it's, it's useful But it don't make you happy it's not going to solve your problems You know It can solve some of the monetary problems Like like the Bible says uh, Money answers to everything Yeah you can get anything done if you got enough money You can get people to do anything if you have enough money You can get people to say anything if you have enough money That's the answer But the love of it Is where the evil starts It's not about the money It's the love of the money That gets us in trouble Somebody say, man, I know it does. It gets us all into it. Verse number 11 again. The more you have money, the more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. So what good is wealth except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers? Mm, what good is wealth? 
except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers because it's going to slip straight through there to somebody else and it's going to slip through their hands. You're not going to be able to contain wealth and hold wealth. Wealth goes wherever it's going. <laughs> so when you love money, you're trying to keep as much of that wealth as possible. But if you don't love it, you know, you you lose it, you lose it. You, it'll come back some other, some other kind of way, some other kind of money will show up. Especially if you're using your money to help people. If you're really helping people, that money will show back up and help you to help some more people. Because that's why you're wealthy in the first place is to help people. You're not wealthy to uh, get your own thing and be your own thing. I'm sure you can enjoy your work. That's what God tells us, to enjoy your work. Enjoy your work. But not your money <laughs> Listen Get out there and love God Well how did you feel about today's lesson Speak with us at Beholy116 at gmail.com Share Beholy with a friend A colleague or someone who needs it Connect with us today At Beholy116 at gmail.com Your support of Beholy Is greatly appreciated Simply text the word GIFT to 614-363-6133. And if you're ever in Columbus, Ohio, give us a visit. Come visit us. Brought to you by the First Church of Christ Apostolic Way, a small church with a big heart.